It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. With financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning, folks. We're so glad to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, the show that helps you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name's Mike Bernard. I'm your host and one of the advisors on the show, along with my fellow financial advisors and business partners over at Corhorn Financial Group, Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn. Morning, Mike. Good morning. Hey, if you've been working hard to make great progress in your finances and you don't want to see one unfortunate event steal away all of that great momentum, then you really need to pay attention to today's show. We're actually going to be discussing the second key financial planning discipline, protection planning, which is really all about managing risks in your financial life. I'm interested. Good. That that sounds interesting. All right, folks, this is your show. In fact, we've got a lot of questions to cover today. If you have a question, go out to wisemoneyradio.com and you could submit a question there right there on the right or give us a call 574-222-2000. Lastly, we get some folks that send us questions on Facebook at Wise Money Radio or you can also see the recent blog posts and connect with us that way. We'd invite you to do so. All right, today's show is being kicked off with Mark. Mark is 52. Here's his question. My employer offers disability insurance. Is that something you guys typically recommend? Great question, Mark. The simple answer is absolutely yes. We believe that you should have disability insurance in place. When you think about what disability insurance does, it replaces your income in the event that you're disabled and not able to work. So that is, that's we see that as very important, and it's an important component of someone's financial plan. When you think about disability, I'm protecting my income. When you think about long-term care insurance, I'm protecting my assets. But when you have an opportunity to buy it through work, quite often, different types of insurance you can buy either through work or outside of work, there typically is a, a pretty good advantage to buying it through work in that the um, a group disability policy is quite often much more affordable than if you had your own personal policy. And and the coverage isn't all that different either. Of course, this certainly depends, but yeah, I mean, it can be much more affordable. Yeah, it depends on if you are in a place that you've been for a long time and you believe you'll be there again because the portability can be an issue. But when you look at disability, it's a component of protection planning. And protection planning really is one of the six areas of financial planning. So real quick, we'll, we'll run through those. This is what your certified financial planner is working with you on as you work together uh, to put together your financial life. So you have your present financial position, protection planning, which we're going to be talking a whole lot about today. You have tax planning. Again, tax planning is not tax preparation. What most people think of when they think of a financial advisor is investment planning. So investment planning is a component of financial planning, but it's not just the buying and selling of investments. So investment planning, the next area is retirement planning. And in that we would tuck in um, taking care of your employee benefits at work, uh, which is something we're talking about now. We would also say education planning. And then lastly, estate planning. Yep. 
So we're, we're hitting protection planning, and we're actually going to take this question about needing disability insurance because it fits squarely within protection planning. We're going to kind of blow that up and say, well, what else is within protection planning? What other, what other areas do you need to cover within that? So, uh, Josh, help explain what we mean by protection planning. I think of protection planning as kind of the defensive part of your financial plan. And, you know, it's about guarding the the financial progress that you've made. And whenever I think about protection planning, I think of the board game Risk. You guys play that growing up or maybe still play it at this point? Nerd. Oh, yes. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> yes. Except I don't play it on the board anymore. I, we play it on the iPad so I can play a game of Risk with oh, my children in about 30 minutes. Oh, okay. So, so the, iPad, the iPad has just ruined, like, board games like Monopoly to me. I'm never going to set out all these tokens again because the computer can do it in a half a second. Right, but no one ever finished the game of Risk. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, no. You no. play you play well into the wee hours of the morning. Of course. That that actually is why my wife is probably <laughs> rolling her eyes right now. She hates the game of Risk because whenever I get together with my brothers and their families over the holidays and things, we love to get the board game Risk out. And I love it because I always come out victorious. And uh, I, that is a shout out to my brothers who I'm sure are all listening. They are listening. That's uh, great. And I'm even going to reveal to you how I beat them. But uh, if you're not familiar with the game of Risk, it's, it's kind of this military game. You're trying to go conquer your enemies by taking more territory from them, right? You advance your armies and it's a, it's a dice rolling game and everything. But there is some strategy involved. And, or, or there's missteps that can happen as well. And I would say... The, the number one mistake that I see in you brothers of mine <laughs> all the time is advancing too far too fast. They, they get themselves spread out, spread too thin. It's not enough to go conquer a country and take more territory. You have to keep it in the game of risk, right? Just, just in case you're just tuning in, we're talking about a board game here. That's not, right. <laughs> not real life. <laughs> no, th- th- there's a truth that you can apply to your life, though. If all you do is focus on just trying to advance and try to take more territories and you don't also defend what you've gotten, then the, the risk is that you get yourself overextended and you're exposed to risk. The game is appropriately uh, named, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that's how my brothers always lose. You get them all emotionally riled up so that they get aggressive. And sleep deprived. That helps too. Okay. Absolutely. Right. But, but here's the financial planning lesson from the board, board game of risk. If you, you don't want to just focus all of your attention on having a good offense. You also have to have a great defense as well. That way you don't live your life by the pattern of taking you know, two steps forward, one step back all the time. Mm-hmm. But defense, you know, having the right strategies in place and the right insurance products to protect what you have been building is what this area of your financial life is all about. I hate the word product, though. I'd say tool, but okay. other than that. Early on in my career, I looked at this and I said, okay, it feels like you could spend a lot of money yeah. on these these different defense mechanisms, these ways to protect yourself. And so I basically concluded that if I had the appropriate amount of life insurance and disability, if I had long-term care and my home and auto was correct and I had an umbrella policy, all these things, I was probably going to have to work an extra three years of my career just to pay for these things. And I calculated it up and I thought, okay, I'm adding basically three years to the end of my career in order to have these protections built in along the way. But all you have to do is see one or two instances where people didn't protect themselves and you say, oh, it's, it's ultimately worth it. Because if I, 
Because if I get to a point where I can't continue to work, these mechanisms are in place and they'll take care of things. So I want to run through within the area of protection planning. I want to talk through the five common areas, common areas of risk that people uh, assess within protection planning. The first one is life insurance. So what what type you need, how much you need. Let's unpack the the issue of getting life insurance and assessing that risk within protection planning. Well, there. Are, okay, we okay. So when you when you look at uh, protection planning and specifically life insurance, a lot of times people say, well, how do I, how do I need it? I heard a commercial on the radio and you know, for 15 bucks a month, I can get $3 million of protection for myself. And <laughs> that's facetious. A, a healthy that's a joke. male 44 non-smoker takes uh, medication to control my uh, blood pressure. So you listen to this and you think, well, wait, what, what should I do? And from our perch where, where we see things, you should work with your certified financial planner to do a needs analysis. So you say, okay, what would happen in the event that I was no longer here? Take a, take a practical, logical approach. It's not fun to role play that one, but how else can you truly determine how much, in, well, if you need it, how much you need, and what type? If you're not going through that process, guys, it just feels like sales or manipulation yeah, just or just, shooting in the dark. just guessing. And I, you know, Kevin, you said a moment ago that... Uh, you just see, if you ever see someone deal with some of these risks, there's enough motivation for you to just deal with it yourself. Gosh, if you've ever seen someone pass away young or with really, really big needs that were unfunded, if you've had a family member or a friend, I've sadly had that happen with a couple friends of mine even in the past year, that's enough to say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on this myself. Yeah, I've gotten that phone call that night. Yeah. And, and the main concern was what about the spouse? The, the, the spouse has nothing. Yeah. And um, yep. it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. it is. So you've got to really address this entire life insurance piece. That's one area of protection planning. Folks, we've taken entire shows to talk about life insurance, and, it, and we will in, in the future. But life insurance, figuring out how much, what kind, and, uh, and all of that is part of protection planning. There's four more that we're going to cover. That and more here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good morning, folks. Thanks for joining us here for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel. My name's Mike. I've got Josh Gregory and Kevin Corhorn in the MNC studio with me. Always thank you to Casey Hendrickson working the board. Listen to his show, Monday through Fridays, 3-6-95-3 MNC. Hey, special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene, as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the content of today's program. We've been talking about, well, listener uh, launched with a question, should I get my disability insurance through my employer? And we said, you know what? Disability insurance is part of protection planning. There's five core components of risk that you address in protection planning. We just tackled life insurance. Uh, let's move on. What's the next area of risk that commonly people address in the area of protection planning? Well, I just want to say for a moment, you know, even though we, ta- we tackled life insurance first, 
I personally don't think of it as the most important type of insurance they have in place. Even though we hit it as number one on the list here, yeah. I wouldn't even actually call it number two. I think um, the, the number one is coming up here in just a moment. But to me, the, the second most important type of insurance is the one that we're, the, the question was about. It's disability insurance. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the reason is this is how you protect the income that you are generating as a breadwinner for your household. And the more important that your paycheck is, the more important it is to protect that paycheck. And what disability income insurance does, especially long-term disability income insurance, is um, it it gives you the ability to have a replacement for at least part of your paycheck if you're injured or ill and can't work for an extended period of time. Maybe, Maybe you can never work again. Yeah. What happens when that paycheck dries up? Uh, you know, the, the financial devastation that that can have is um, sometimes incalculable. Um, so to me, uh, th- this is an important type of insurance. I think, uh, Greg, you're wise to be asking about it. And um, I-, I would encourage you to look in not only to what your employer is offering, but uh, is that enough coverage or do you even need to supplement it with your own private policy as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah when you think about what disability insurance covers, Think in terms of about 60% of your pay. Of your income. Of your income, Mm -hmm. right. So what the insurance companies are not going to do is create some sort of moral hazard or some incentive to not work. Um, It was interesting when I was first getting in the business in the mid-90s, the disability insurance was completely changing because there was something, there was an acronym, they, they were called the DAMN Claims. D-A-M-N, drug. It's a family program, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. My kids might be listening to this. Drug, alcohol, mental, nervous. So when you, uh, the individual policies that people used to buy um, back in the 80s and 90s had provisions that if I became an alcoholic and I was a surgeon and couldn't practice surgery anymore, I was disabled. So my policy paid. So I'm an alcoholic I'm now disabled. My policy kicks in. I go and go to the local university and teach surgery. Wow. And so I'm hmm. cashing in on my disability policy and I'm getting paid. So there there were, you know, the insurance companies always have to be careful about how they design and structure these products. But when I think about should I have a disability policy, in the simplest terms, I think, okay, if I made $50,000 a year, just a simple um, example here. If I made $50,000 a year and I was disabled and I got nothing, would I prefer that or would I prefer to spend a thousand bucks a year on disability insurance? So now my salary is 49000 because I'm spending that thousand on insurance. But if I'm disabled, I get 30000 Yeah. Take that deal, folks. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. What deal would you take if you if you were thinking about this and saying, okay, I'll take all my salary with no protection or a lesser amount with about 60 to 65 percent covered. Yep. I, I like the metaphor that uh, some people have used. Uh, they, they talk about how we often insure all the stuff that our paycheck will generate, but we don't protect the, the paycheck itself. The, the analogy being we, the, the, the goose that lays the golden eggs, right? That's right. We'll insure the golden eggs, the cars, the, the boats, the, the houses and everything, but we don't insure or protect the goose itself. Yeah. And that is your, your paycheck or your ability to generate an income for your family. That's a great analogy. Uh, next area of protection planning or, or, or 
the next common risk that is addressed within protection planning is one that's fairly obvious. Uh, that's health insurance. That's the risk of having a health emergency or an increased amount of health cost to cover some sort of illness, prolonged or otherwise. And uh, this one's kind of a bit controversial. You know, we're talking about some of the trends in these areas and within health insurance gotten a little controversial. One of the trends of health insurance over the past decade is more and more shifting to high deductible health plans instead of your traditional health plans. Uh, the other trend that goes along with that is uh, those costs have been going up. I don't know if you noticed that, folks. Uh, those costs have been going up dramatically. My goodness. Uh, and then that leads to the final trend of whether you think Trump care, Obamacare, or whatever you know they're going to come up with in Washington will help with that. But pretty controversial, this issue of health insurance. But you got to address it within your area of protection planning. Right. So why is it important that it's addressed? The main thing is when you look at what catastrophic event could completely derail your financial plan, it is a medical emergency that you haven't prepared for. So if you don't have catastrophic insurance in place, health insurance, we would encourage you to go get a policy in place right now. Don't yep. don't live without that because the a majority of the bankruptcies in our country that are filed are filed because of medical expenses. I'm glad you make that point because that is just a sobering um, warning I think that all of us need to, to hear. And that actually is the reason why I consider health insurance to be the, the most important. Oh, is that the one? That, you were keeping me one. on the edge of my seat. I, I, I'll sit I think, back. I think uh, it, it really should be the first thing that you make sure you have in place just to make sure um, that you have a protection against that unraveling of your financial life that Kevin was kind of alluding to. And make it, so make it your priority. I know there's this battle right now over, is it a social thing that the government cares, uh, you know, provides for you or not, but make it your priority to make sure you've got good health insurance that covers you, whether you're choosing the high deductible plans that just covers kind of major issues, catastrophic, as Kevin said, or whether you like something more comprehensive. There's there's pros and cons. The other piece of this, though, and why it's so important to your overall financial plan, is making a retirement health care decision. Should yeah. you go with Medicare Part A, B, D, and a supplement? Or should you go with Medicare Part C or Medicare Advantage plans? That's one of the biggest retirement decisions that you'll make, and you want to do that with both eyes open, a whole bunch of education, We've had our friend and Medicare expert, Ted Foster, on the program with us before to help unpack that, and, and he'll be a regular guest on the show. So Yeah, that is extremely complicated, and when you think about, I've done health insurance my, a certain way my whole life, and then when I get to 65, now I'm going to go on to Medicare. Right when my health might be getting worse, and I might need to use this more, it completely changes. Right, or, or just my cognitive abilities. To understand complex issues, you right. Or my interest in making any kind of change in anything whatsoever. Jeez, you just keep one-upping me, Kevin. Kevin Corhorn. <laughs> this has been fascinating to watch here, guys. <laughs> uh, but it's genuine excitement because, yeah, folks, this is difficult at a time when you're wanting simplicity yeah. and things to be the same. Yep. So, all right. We're going to start with the uh, fourth. I think I've lost count. Uh, the, the next area, let's call it the fourth with the area of risk that you need to prepare for within protection planning, and that's long-term care. We yeah. just did a whole show about this. We've got another one upcoming here in a few weeks. Very important. This is another one that's tied to your retirement as well. And, uh, you know, Kevin uh, mentioned how it's often health-related expenses that can 
literally bankrupt your life, but it could certainly shoot a hole in your retirement outlook as well. In fact, there's a 70% chance that you or your spouse will need some sort of long-term care during your lifetime. And the way that we would define that is it's needing help with normal everyday living uh, type of tasks that often we take for granted. In our industry, the jargon that we use is we call them activities of daily living, but it's things like bathing and dressing, using the restroom, getting from a, a seated position up to a standing position, um, you know, being able to not use the restroom. Con- uh, yeah, continence yeah. Is, a, is a big deal. Yeah. So if you get to the point where physically you need help with those types of things, Uh, and your family can't provide it, you may have to kind of find yourself spending money, potentially big money, to get this care provided for you. If you're curious about that topic, we did a show that aired, uh, it was season two, episode 21. Uh, It aired on the 21st of January, how to prepare financially for needing a nursing home. And like I said, we've got a special guest coming on the program in a couple weeks to talk about Medicaid planning and other issues with long-term care. We've got more to unpack with protection planning coming up here at Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, 95.3 MMC. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good morning, folks. We're so glad to have you with us. Thanks for spending part of your Saturday morning with us, unless you're listening to the podcast. In that case, just thanks for joining us. Enjoy the treadmill. (laughs) This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on 95.3 MNC. My name's Mike, comedian and financial advisor and host, except the comedian part, along with Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. We are talking about long-term, excuse me, we're talking about protection planning. We were just talking about long-term care. I have a little bit more to hit there. Thank you to Bethel College Adult and Graduate Studies, as well as Diane Bennett with REMAX 100 for partnering with us on the Wise Money Show. If you have a question, reach out to us, wisemoneyradio.com, or give us a call, 574-222-2000. Okay, we're talking about protection planning, and we're addressing the five common areas of risk that you uh, work through during the protection planning area, and we're, we just left off on long-term care insurance and planning for that risk. Yeah, so I and I wanted to go back. Joshua was talking about the six activities of daily living or ADLs, and so you say, well, okay, the the person in my life isn't having really problems with these, but they have a cognitive impairment. That yeah, really that really is the trump card. Yeah. Um. So they could be able to do most of those six just fine, but if they have a cognitive impairment, a lot of times they are qualified to um, have some sort of long-term care uh, services. So um, when you look at this, I, I, what I would encourage people to do, because we are planners, so long-term care is a component of protection planning. Protection planning is one of the six areas of financial planning. When you look at long-term care, what we encourage people to do as planners is to come up with a plan. And, and we walk people through that and help them with that. But really, there are two choices. One is to live with the risk. So you say, hey, I've got all that I've assembled here. And in the event that uh, um, I need some sort of care, I'm going to use what I have. I'm going to keep as much dry powder as I can, but I'm going to take care of it myself. The other way to handle that is to transfer the risk. And so you say, all right, I'm going to use dollars to get some leverage and buy an insurance policy in the event that I need this. So if you live in the state of Indiana, they have a unique 
program. It's called a partnership policy, but it's a way that you can actually protect all of your assets. And so if you, if you have a policy that uh, is set up correctly, you can have all of your assets protected. So that's, you'd really want to um, look into that as you're doing your planning and r- rule it in or rule it out. Uh, for us, we, we don't care what people do, but I know this, if you rule it in, then you've got a lot more freedom to do certain things with your dollars, do gifting while you're alive, and et cetera, et cetera, um, versus if you don't. If, yep. you, if you don't, you have to do everything that you can to protect your uh, investment nest egg. I feel like the number one question that I get as it pertains to long-term care insurance is when does it make sense to put it in place? Hmm. And I, I've gotten to the point where I, I've kind of boiled it down in my mind to it's before your 60th birthday arrives or your health departs. Hmm. Okay, you, you have to get it in place while you're still healthy. If you wait past age 60, the price really starts to escalate for you. Some people need to put it in place before they're 55, yep. you know, just because they're at risk of their health uh, deteriorating. But the point is, um, this is a way to be proactive in planning for a major need that could really wreck your retirement financially, and you have to do the planning well before it's time. The well, last area that let's jump let's jump into the last area within protection planning that you've got to address, and it's interesting. This one is it's insurance, but people just assume it's somewhat detached from the rest of their financial life. What I'm talking about is home and auto insurance. Yeah, and I tell people, look, if you've got anything that needs to be protected, wear a belt and suspenders. Do as much as you can to protect yourself because you never know. And a lot of times it's not you. It's the person that runs into you that uh, might be on their third DUI, uh, might not have a license, uh, might not have insurance, might not speak the language. There's all these different things. And you say, hey, you want to protect yourself from the other driver. Yeah. And you want to have uninsured, underinsured insurance protection so that if if that person doesn't have insurance, your insurance steps in and uh, gives you the kind of protection that you've bought for yourself. So why do you make this decision in the context of an overall financial plan? I told you it's just kind of natural for people not to do this. You just, even for me, it's somewhat seems like it's detached from the rest of my financial life. But here it is, folks. You've got to make these decisions in the context of a financial plan because how else do you know how much liability limits you need or what other coverages you need, what your deductibles should be, and whether you should have an umbrella policy? You've got to make all those decisions in light of your entire financial plan one of the things that we fight as CFP, Certified Financial Planners in this area, is just the cookie cutter approach. A lot mm-hmm. of times you hear, I was thinking about this, I'm assuming the category of television commercials, the, the, the area, the category that has the most television commercials has to be home and auto insurance. It has to be. Some of my favorites, Geico and, you know. What day is it? (laughs) (laughs) But they're hilarious. However, it's just a ton of advertising, but they all advertise on one thing, and that's price. Really, it needs to be, well, what's appropriate coverage for your entire financial life? Folks, certified financial financial planning answers that question for you. Yeah, when you say that out loud, it's almost humorous because most people don't own the cheapest anything. 
Most people aren't driving the cheapest car. And so so price is a component of the decision-making process. But really, you want to look at what features and benefits you have. Do you have, you know, uh, sewer backup? All these things. Yeah, right. You want to make sure that your, your certified financial planner is working with your insurance agent to tailor a package that fits your needs. Well, and I would add to that and say that you need to make sure that you're educating yourself on this type of insurance. You you understand the why behind each type of coverage. Otherwise, if, if you don't understand what you have or why you have it, then price is about the only decision-making point that you have left. Exactly. We're going to get to a couple of the questions. We have a question from a listener about, hey, what what are the factors? So, But I want to hit them in order here. Okay, and then we're going to wrap it up after this. But okay, next question here comes from Jen. She's 32. Here's what she asked. At what point in life do you need to get life insurance? And should you get it from your employer or out there on your own? That is a great question, Jen. We had a question earlier in the show about disability, and we said, hey, if you can buy disability through work and it's part of a group policy, oftentimes it's much less expensive doing it that way. With life insurance, it's hit or miss. So, I would almost say it's the opposite. Well, it it can be, and oftentimes it is, but there are exceptions to that. So there are times where it is actually much cheaper to get it through work. So what you want to do is you want to do your homework. So to your question, should you get it from your employer or on your own? I would say I would apply and see what it costs me to get, to get it on my own. And people say, okay, well, how should I do this? Should I do it online or should I work with an agent? And the dirty little secret is it costs the exact same to buy it from an agent as it does to buy it online if you're independent. So what you want to do, and we have a bias towards this, you want to work with an independent agent. Because if you work with an agent who only represents one company, that's the only solution. So go someplace where your agent can shop for you and see pricing-wise what does it cost. Because a lot of times when you're talking about whether I'm buying it through work or on my own, you're talking about just a term insurance. Mm-hmm. Well, so, but I would go back to, and Josh, sorry I cut you off, but I, at what point in life do you need it? Here's what I would say, Jen. Once you have financial responsibilities that will outlive you. Mm-hmm, that's well said. So if you've got debt that's not going to be dismissed when you pass away, or if you've got kids that still need to be fed, even if you pass away, if you've got financial responsibilities that are going to outlive you, once that happens, yep, you need life insurance. I might even expand it, though, and say that it's when you believe you will someday. Because, mm. um, you know, s- some folks wait until the need has ari- uh, arisen and maybe something's changed in their health and they can't get the insurance at that point. So when, when you're young and healthy, that's the cheapest time to be buying the insurance. Yes, you could buy it through your work, and theoretically it's portable when, if, if you change jobs or whatever. But the truth is there are a ton of people who leave things behind, like their 401K and other things. And you don't want this to be a detail that gets uh, missed. It slips through the cracks when you change jobs someday. Great question, Jen. Thanks for asking. We've got several more questions to hit. Next one, though, is about can you deduct some of your insurance premiums? It's tax time, folks. You want to listen to this question. That and more coming up here. Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, 95.3 MNC.
This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning, folks. Welcome back to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. My name's Mike Bernard alongside Kevin Corhorn, alongside Joshua Gregory in the MNC studios. Good morning. Thanks for spending part of your morning with us. If you have a question, go to wisemoneyradio.com. Give us a call, 574-222-2000. Reach out to us at Wise Money Radio. What else? iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Say hi to us on Facebook. I don't know. Any other housekeeping? Google Play Music. No, I, play, yeah, I, I would sub- subscribe uh, on iTunes I got or, a, or Google Play. That's right. I got a question from someone, actually a feedback from someone in South Carolina recently. That's awesome. So, All right, folks, we're talking about the area of protection planning, and we've talked through the five common areas or common risks that are addressed. Life insurance, disability insurance, health insurance, long-term care insurance, and home and auto insurance. And now we're diving into a couple more questions within the topic of protection planning. This next question is a great question, very timely. From Norman, he's 64. Can you deduct your long-term care insurance premiums on your taxes? I've heard that you can, but I'm not sure where. Thanks. Seems like such a straightforward question, doesn't it? But It's taxes, it always, man. That's right. <laughs> it's it, taxes. The answer is it depends. Depends on your situation, your age, a whole bunch of things. But um, the... the, the way I would address this, I would tell you that your long-term care premiums may be a deductible expense on your tax return. First of all, if you have a tax-qualified plan. Most of them are, but not all. You got you to gotta be careful of that detail. Certainly uh, in Indiana here, if you have an Indiana partnership plan, which is the one that we um, you know, promote very heavily uh, here on this show, then it is a tax-qualified plan. So uh, now the next question is, it depends on how a, how old you are. And there's uh, different age bands. The older you get, the more you're allowed to write off. Uh, in your case, Norman, you're 64, so you actually fall in an age band where you're able to write off up to $4,090 in 2017. Last year it was about 3900 for t- your 2016 return. So y- you, you now have a cap on how much of your premiums count. If now, your premium, if you were lucky enough to have your premium less than that, Norman, you get to only deduct that lesser amount. Correct. That's yeah. up to that that limit. Now the question of where does it go on the tax return? Yep. And this is another one of those. It depends, um, or it's going to determine whether or not you're able to write it off. It's treated as a medical expense and counted amongst other out-of-pocket medical expenses on your Schedule A, itemized which is where deduction. you itemize your deductions. Mm-hmm. That's right. The same, same form where you write off things like mortgage interest and real estate taxes, charitable giving, that kind of thing. But the tricky thing about medical expenses is you have to clear a certain threshold before you get to start counting any of it. So now we've already capped how much gets counted. Now we're going to limit uh, you know, whether or not you actually clear the threshold. It gets harder and harder. We're talking 10% of your adjusted gross income at your age, Norman, um, before you get to count any of these as an actual write-off. Yep. So it is countable on the tax return. Whether or not you get any actual lift out of it um, r- remains to be seen. If you live in Indiana, pay Indiana tax, and have an Indiana partnership long-term care policy, you can also deduct that premium up to those limits on your Indiana state return. And a lot of people miss that. Don't miss it, folks. 
get that's a 5% discount on your long-term care insurance. And there's another possibility when you talk about deducting. Oh, your, there's two more, Kevin. Which one you got? Uh, which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would look into po- the possibility of, of a way of paying your premiums that is deductible. So one thing that you could do is use your HSA, and those are uh, pre-tax dollars yep. to pay for your long-term care premiums. The other one is if you are self-employed. You own a small business. Now, if you own a small but bigger business, you might not be able to deduct them. But a small business, you should be able to deduct them on the front page, part of your self-employed health insurance. Although that gets into the weeds a little bit within the tax code. But those were the two that I was thinking of. Yeah, you, and, you and could that's pay why, the premium out of your HSA or deduct it as a self-employed health insurance. And Norman, that's why you want to do tax planning and, and make the distinction between getting your taxes Prepared and doing tax planning. Oh, I thought you were going to say done or won, which I hate that. <laughs> that drives me crazy. I don't even know what that means. Anyway. Okay. You look, okay. So, Norman, think done or won. <laughs> All right. Next question. Great question, though, Norman. And it's tax time, folks. We would love to help you. If you have questions about your taxes or need some help, reach out to us. You can do that at wisemoneyradio.com. Uh, next question. Dennis from Granger. My siblings and I are struggling with how to handle caring for our aging mother. My father passed away five years ago, and mom has been pretty independent until recently. She's 83, and we're debating whether she should be in assisted living or a nursing home, or if she can still stay home by herself. If we decide that she needs to be in a nursing home, how do we protect her money? I, I'd point you back to, we, we took a very similar question Back on uh, Season 2, Episode 21, How to Protect Your Money from a Nursing Home, we really unpacked this in, in great detail. Um, it, it depends. Hopefully, hopefully mom planned ahead and had a long-term care policy. If she'd have bought a long-term care policy a few decades earlier, I bet it had great coverage. I bet it did. I mean, they, they made those things really, really robust back then. Um, if she didn't, I would actually encourage you, Dennis, to pause on thinking of her situation and think of your situation and think, gosh, it would be great if mom had a long-term care policy. Dennis, you could make that decision right now uh, to help out your kids and start pre-planning your situation. I feel like the most important part of this question, though, is the consideration of, well, what is the care that mom really needs? Mm. And, you know, if, if living in an assisted living facility, which is more of uh, more similar to kind of living in a, an apartment where there's uh, helpers at hand to provide certain levels of care and everything. Uh, she's not alone. She's part of a community, that sort of thing. If if that's where she's at at this point, then I would look into it. It can be a fairly economical way to to get mom safe and, and cared for. And, um, you know, obviously that's going to come at a cost though, and it's going to cause her resources to begin to be depleted. Um, But I I would make sure that your first priority is make sure mom gets the care that she needs and then do it in a financially responsible way. Um, Most of the ways that you would protect the money involves uh, doing some some creative maneuvering of dollars, and it's all for the sake of trying to get uh, mom to qualify for Medicaid. And again, I mean, this is a whole show in and of itself uh, down the road Actually here. coming up, yeah. That's right. In, in the spring, we'll be hitting this more. But, um, 
the, the issue there, though, is you do all this work to try to protect the money, and then mom doesn't actually get the care that is at the level that she needs or you would want for her. And that, that is the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. By far, in a way, the most important thing. And the issue with uh, giving away the money to get it protected is that mom gives up control. Yeah. And I always thought, as a young man, I thought, well, when you get older, who cares about controlling the money? And as I'm getting older and certainly working with clients, it seems like the older folks get, the more important control seems to be. And just a just a little uh, tip for you here, Dennis. If it's IRA money, it's it's more difficult to plan with than if it, than if it's not IRA. Money. It's not it's not easy to qualify for Medicaid, and it's not easy to just start giving money away. It really really isn't, folks. So, you know that's coming from someone who's done this, worked with people on it dozens of times. So it's not. All right. We launched into this with a question from Mark about whether he should get disability insurance. We we went uh, 10,000 feet up and talked about that's in protection planning within the you know, six areas of your financial life. And then we talked about the different areas of your uh, of protection planning that you've got to cover. Uh, and then we talked about some of uh, a few other questions from listeners. So let's summarize that, Josh, if you can. You know, the, the question I guess I would um, have you ponder is are you confident that you have the right insurance package in place? And if you feel like maybe you're spending too much on insurance, maybe you are, for starters. It's possible that your needs have changed and, and there's room to improve price-wise. But that's actually not the issue that I would want you to focus on first and foremost. If you feel like you're spending too much on insurance, it may be a sign that you've lost sight of why you have that insurance. Uh, I can't tell you how many people, they, they get very valuable, important protection in place, and then a few years down the road, they're like, why am I spending the money on this anymore? Yeah. And that needs to be crystal clear in your mind, because otherwise you may make a mistake and give up some protection that really is important or will become more important down the road. A certified financial planner can be that objective voice for you. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Uh, on behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, and myself, the rest of us at Corhorn Financial Group, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on 95.3 MNC. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.